It's the s- scariest month of the year. And and what could b- be scarier than doing than doing something you've never done before? On this show, we've talked about m- m- movies, t- TV, bands, foods, and c- c- concepts, but we've never covered a song. S- so this week, we do s- s- something double scary. Talk about the scariest song out there. The Monster, Monster Man. Hello well. there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hello there, Mike. I wanted to be scary this time. I don't know why. <laughs> did I ever tell? Hi, the Hydrosai. I'm Mike. You're hello, Josiah. Mike. Did I'm I ever Josiah. tell Welcome you about? Um, yeah, this is the podcast where we rate and review things, not of how mm-hmm. good or bad they are, but of how Star mm-hmm. Wars they are. We give it a That's score right. one out of ten. You know, like two stars up or five thumbs down. But yep. we give it one out of ten of how Star Wars something is. Does it relate to Star Wars at all? Does it have any of the tropes? It gets points. Mm-hmm. Does it not? It doesn't. Um, have I ever told you about um, my house growing up for Halloween that my dad got like really into it? Did I talk about I, that last year? I feel like you talked about it last year, but I think it bears repeating. Well, I, it was... we my dad went like all out. He like built a coffin at home with a table saw and plywood. Like I mean, wow, it, it was it was the whole deal before before you could just like buy shit like that too. Like we had right. tombstones that he made out of plywood and like a hand router um before you could just like buy those like foam tombstones uh at like every hardware store and every target um mm-hmm. but uh the reason i brought that up is when we were doing like ho, 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 ho. he had uh the reason i thought of that was my dad had a cd that was just like four hours or however long of just like spooky sounds <laughs> and, and it, it wasn't like like sound effects it was like an environmental sound you know sure. like a soundscape um, and there was that like, was whoosh. in it, like. I love that. Like, I would love to find. I like obviously photographs at night of a house with a strobe light and black lights. Like, probably don't take very well, especially like with oh, yeah. a disposable camera or the Mission Impossible Two digital camera of that day mm-hmm, and age. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, there are definitely photos of us as as kids and with my dad and his like whole getup. But. Um, yeah, it was like dark and scary and black light and strobe lights and fog. And then that sound scheme was that's the sound, you know, like Star Wars, both the sound effects and the score are the um, the really unsung heroes. The things that don't get any credit for doing the impossible, which is make that movie that should have never happened something mm-hmm. like on the AFI list. <laughs> well, and it's also it also, you know, speaking of scary stuff and we Here just we, go. We, we just talked about <laughs> scary movies and we're talking about a, a scary song today. Uh-huh. But, you know, they've said it, you know, it's been said before that like in scary movies, the music is what lets you know that you're supposed to be scared. Yeah, right. Because because what what would be just someone walking down a hall turns into a very tense moment yep. of like and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And. Speaking of scary songs, yeah, scary let's music. just go ahead and get into that because one of my very first notes for this week's subject, which is the Boris Bobby Pickett mm-hmm. uh, hit, or Bobby Boris Pickett rather, uh, seminal Halloween hit, The Monster Mash, or I think maybe mm-hmm. just Monster Mash. It's yeah, the, the name of the song is just Monster Mash. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. But it's but also <laughs> it's referred to as the Monster Mash all the time. Well, and I'm going to sure. call it the Monster Mash. They did the Monster Mash. Um. One of my only notes I wrote down about this song as being pro Star Wars, and then we can maybe just get into the song itself, is sound effects. Oh, yeah. Like, there's tons of sound effects in this song. A lot of Foley. A lot of Foley work going on. Bubbling cauldrons. Mm -hmm. The creaks. (laughs) So, so, okay. Uh, Jumping right in it. This is a great song. Holy shit. I I would (laughs) like to, I listened to it several times today in preparation let's go this over is, like our own personal like attachments yeah. to this song yeah oh absolutely yes 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 
Um, first off, this is the first time we've done a song yes. uh, by itself. This is very exciting. Um, and it's good. It's a good one to start with. You know, like we're not doing like Wonderwall. We're doing a song no. that has a story that has like yes. a vibe like that already uh-huh. sort of lends itself to being more narrative than, yes. you know, like Boulevard of Broken Dreams. The reason Absolutely. that song came to mind is because I said Wonderwall and those two songs are the same song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Um <laughs> I so I I I mentioned this to Mike earlier tonight because we we're recording uh-huh. scary episodes. We're recording our slate of scary episodes, and so I was a, a very afraid child of everything. <laughs> um, I had horrible nightmares that made me not able to sleep for about two years, um, where I could not fall asleep because I was too scared to sleep because of my nightmares. Um, and my parents tried everything, and it literally took like I think a year and a half, two years for me to get to a point where I had enough control over well what would happen was and this is kind of cute um mm-hmm. so so i'll just share it i i, I have no uh, uh uh con you know no connection to uh religion or faith anymore but as a child my i was uh christian and like my my family is very very christian and stuff and so like my dad was uh and my mom were like well when you're having a nightmare maybe try thinking of one of your memory verses because like that's something you do when you're a kid in church is like you try to you memorize verses from the bible oh, or oh, oh. um so they, they call them like the memory verses right i thought and that so, meant like bible verses that have to do with memory with memory ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes uh control f in the bible to yeah, find the memory yeah. verses <laughs> uh but so I, I would try to do that, and then um, it got to so I would like start reciting whatever for God so loved the world. When I was like, but and like it's weird because it's in the middle of a dream, so it's not like I was actually saying it. But but what the trick was, and like later on in life when I learned more about like nightmares and dreams and lucid dreaming and stuff. The trick to be able to stop a dream or control a dream is to realize you're dreaming, mm-hmm. and then from there you can like do whatever. So like the the fact that I was afraid and then would be able to have the conscious thought of say a verse would let me realize I was dreaming, and so then I could say the verse, which would then like stop the dream because I was focusing on the verse, and then I would just wake up. Mm. So that that led to doing that a lot. Led to basically. Uh, I could just wake up whenever I wanted to if I was having a nightmare because instead of just saying a verse, I'd be like, oh, this is a nightmare. Fuck this. And I just wake up. <laughs> and so I, I can still do that now. Well, wait a second. That is that is in um, Ecclesiastes, I think. Isn't right. It? It's safe. This the is fuck a nightmare. This. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually what Job says all the time. <laughs> He's like, this is a fucking nightmare. Fuck this. <laughs> but so like because of that, I like have I can I can lucid dream sometimes, but I always have the ability to stop dreaming if I don't want to uh. be in the dream anymore. Um, but all that to say, I was very afraid and like, I didn't like scary stuff because everything would make me think I was going to have a nightmare. And so the monster mash was included in scary stuff (laughs) because it has monster in the name and it says things like vampires, Dracula, Uh ghouls, and zombies. And so like, I have a very specific memory of when I was very young in elementary school in music class. And then we were, the music teacher was playing the monster mash and it was like, let's get up and dance. And I was like crying <laughs> on my like and down on my hands and knees uh-huh. like fetal position or I guess not, well, like you know cowering closing my eyes and my ears in order to, to not take in any sensory data <laughs> so that I couldn't hear the monster mash uh-huh. because it was too scary the the idea of the monsters was too scary. Like that's all it took. So like for a long time, the monster mesh was not that something is I liked. So funny. And it honestly wasn't until I think like like late when I started listening to Comedy Bang Bang and they do that Monster Mash bit every yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. or they did for a long time that I like started remembering the Monster Mash and was like, oh, this is a funny yeah, goofy song. Cute. And like you know you listen to it around Halloween. Right. But when I was a kid, it was very traumatized. <laughs> So I today listened to it as well and I was on Spotify and it was like, um, you know, you go to, you go to the song. I actually went to the guy, Bobby Boris Pickett, who has, you know, like an entire like creepy, spooky album. Yeah. And this is like the song from it. Uh, the song appears on a bunch of playlists and there's stuff like Halloween party mix. And I was like, what the fuck other songs could be on this? You know, like, like, uh, people love Christmas music and, and that's almost like saying you love music. 
because yeah. like there's so many Christmas songs. But if you said I love Halloween music, I would I would give you a weird look for the exact opposite reason because there yeah. is one Halloween song. It is the Monster Mash. <laughs> well, uh, hey, I will I will uh, let me debate that real quick okay, because okay. Uh, I know at least one other one. Uh, Somebody's watching me by Rockwell. I was gonna say Thriller. Oh, by okay. Jackson. Well, that's that's a yeah yeah sure. And and this one is just for me, but like. For some reason, every <laughs> Halloween, uh, for the last like three years, and I think it's because there was some Spotify Halloween playlist that I got on one time. Uh, I listened to "Psycho Killer" by the Talking Heads uh-huh. just on repeat, and it's not a Halloween song. No, it's not even really a scary song. It just says "Psycho Killer." Yeah, right. But I listened to it on repeat every <laughs> Um. So, so my like relation to the song, I have a couple of different things. One is as a kid, I. Got to work at the haunted house at the oh, Children's yes. Museum in Indianapolis. Um, when I was a teen, I got to be a haunter in like the actually scary times. But when I was even younger, when my mom was uh, volunteering there, um, I would get to like be with her during friendly hours or lights on. It depended on the year; they called it different things. But like there was like haunted hours and friendly hours and like the friendly Mm. hours was like you can actually see and take in all the design work that went into like making this haunted house is like really pretty and like really well thought out and like there's nice moms and cute witch outfits who give you candy as you walk through because you're like four and then for all the other times of the year like at a certain hour of the night or even just some days were just only the scary version um but uh, when I got to work in the cute one, um, they would always have like a cute Halloween soundtrack or a soundtrack that had to do with that year's theme. They did a theme a lot of years. So like there was one year that there was a lot of like uh, like piratey stuff because it was like a pirate theme. But like no matter what, the Monster Mash was always on oh, yeah. the, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. um, and then the other thing. So so the Monster Mash song to that end always put me in a Halloween-y mood. The other yeah. thing is, um, the other the other kind of relation I have to the song is Anytime I'm in a group of friends that has like some shared Spotify playlist or someone is making like a CD or just anything, I will always, or, or if, um, if someone has like an Alexa, yes. I, no matter what, I will always try to get the Monster Mash on that playlist. <laughs> and like there was this one summer that like 10 or 11 of us, um, we were all, see- this was like maybe three years ago. A bunch of us were single, and it was, like, a fun summer that, like, a bunch of us just, like, hung out, like, a a group of us. We went and got, like, a cabin in Wisconsin at one point. Like, it was just, like, a whole fun summer, and uh, we had a shared playlist, and I put the Monster Mash on there, and just, like, anytime when someone was listening to this, the playlist had, like, 200 songs or something, but anytime one of that group was listening to the playlist and that song came on, they would, like, text the rest of the group and say, like, I just got monster mashed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like getting iced but getting monster mashed. (laughs) I I do that during, but, like, this is specifically for holiday, during Christmas with Dominic the Donkey, which is the best Christmas song ever written. (laughs) I don't know if Uh, I know that. And not everyone knows it, but it's very good. And everyone also hates it because it's annoying. Because it's like, ching-a-ding-ching, hee-haw, hee-haw. Like, it makes donkey noises, (laughs) and it's the best song ever. But anytime there's Christmas music playing, I'm like, let me just go ahead and slip Dominic the Donkey in there yeah. <sighs> real quick. I would argue that more people will know the Monster Mash than Idina Menzel. <laughs> oh, I would agree. Uh, uh, the Monster Mash is global. It's, uh, well, I don't know if it's global, but it's national for sure. Real quick, here's what I want to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's just, uh, can we just read the lyrics? Yeah, is actually, that, you is know, that boring? I, I, um, I was thinking about that as well. I have them up, and, and a thought I have beforehand, and it will reveal itself as we read it, but um, to tie into both last week's episode on Scream and just the idea of this podcast, and Star Wars being like meta and self-referential and aware of mm-hmm. itself. This song kind of is in that same ballpark because yes. this song is, it's like the song Tribute by Tenacious D. It's a song about a song or about Mike, a dance, wrote, and yes, it's, but, wrote, but that's not necessarily what this song is. <laughs> I wrote that down. I, I wrote that down. I was like, is Monster Mash, I said, this is song? this song yeah. the Monster Mash or is the Monster Mash a dance? Or is the Monster Mash a separate song that this song is telling you about? Uh, yeah, I Or think is it both a dance I, 
and right. a separate song. I think song it's, he's a, it's you at about. the very least it's a dance. It might be right. though, like uh, uh, you know, uh, the hand drive or the hop mm-hmm. or like the hustle, like where the song yes. accompanies it or the electric slide. But at the very least, uh, we can read the lyrics. But I think my hypothesis is it is just a dance. It's like saying they did the worm. Yeah, because it feels like. Let's see. Okay, let's look at the text. Yeah, All right, yeah, let's yeah, look at yeah. the text. Let's, let's do a textual uh, analysis. Uh, and we don't have to read the chorus every time because it's kind of the same. So This we'll, is we'll, a Hasui textual analysis. Do you want to go back and forth just like verse to verse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start. Okay. I was working in the lab late one night. I really, Actually, sorry. I yeah, need to recognize that, <laughs> that audio cue that you did of a Hasui textual oh, uh-huh. analysis was very good. Okay, here we go. I was working yeah, in the yeah. lab. <laughs> <laughs> you got to at least. Late one if, night. If you're just going to read them clean, the only one you have to do with the affect is that very first line (laughs) Uh, which he also doesn't really sing in this song he just says (laughs) it's very cool when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from a slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the mash he did the monster mash you know that part so Um, so first of all for my monster from his slab began to rise is a great grammatical phrase also this whole thing is the night before christmas Twas the night yes, before yes. Christmas. Also, like for, the the, from, for my monster from his slab began to rise is like one of my favorite things that songs do to like make a rhyme yes, happen. Yes, they like just work so hard grammatically. Yeah, it's it reminds me. I think we talked about this on the show before, but it's like <laughs> like fucking like Reliant K and like the uh, Sadie Hawkins dance. But it's like I said that's one thing I, I won't, won't be needing. needing. <laughs> it's like no no one would say that. You'd yeah, say right. I don't need that. I, right. I won't need that. But I, I appreciate the gymnastics <laughs> to get to a rhyme like needing as opposed to the rhyme that you hear. And I feel like every song, there, someone will say myself a lot in a song mm-hmm. because a lot of times songs are sung from a, someone's point of view and it's about them and their relation to someone or something else. And then almost always the follow-up rhyme to self is shelf. And further, it's always like on your shelf or on the shelf, like yeah. have my heart on the shelf or something. So I like won't be needing, and I like for my yeah. monster from the like slab began to rise, rise or yeah. arose such a clatter. <laughs> yes, it's it's very good. <laughs> Um, um, so, okay, the Monster Mash indeed was a graveyard smash. Uh, mm-hmm. He did the mash, it caught on in a flash, so it's a contagious dance. Yes, he did my the mash to the Monster Mash. My guess is that it's quite easy to do. Um, so from my laboratory in the castle east <laughs> yes, to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my from electrodes. My electrodes. <laughs> so, so this is interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. now we have an idea, a better idea of the setting. Yeah, okay. So because he this was is working taking... in the lab late one night. So it yes. was about him for a while. But, but, and so his lab is in a castle? It, so it would mm-hmm. seem. It is in an estate of some sort. Yeah, the castle east. There is a castle east, mm-hmm. there, which presumably means there's a castle so, west. Yeah, so so either he his lab um, was in the east of multiple castles, or it was in the east part of the castle, like the west yes. wing, the castle east. Yes. And the so, and, left. A, and there is a master bedroom <laughs> in this castle where there, where vampires live. So, like, and feast, this, <laughs> and they feast. For some reason, they're feasting in the bedroom, yeah. not Breakfast in the in kitchen. <laughs> so the the setting of this it takes place in a large <laughs> estate. Uh, the ghouls all ca- came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my little. That, so that their neighbors, <laughs> yes, their neighbors, and they're coming to get high. It <laughs> seems. Because they're, they're trying to get high on those electrodes. Yeah, it's like so doing then, whippets. <laughs> so, so then they did the mash, the monster mash, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, caught um, on the flash. Everyone's doing it. It's they do, doing it now, not just the monsters. Yes. So then, here, here's, here's what's fun, because we, we learn bridge. a little more. <laughs> the zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. <laughs> so, so... We're having guests now. Yes. Zombies are coming. Wolfman is there. Dracula. Yep. And it, so these are, there are vampires that live here, but yep. then also Dracula came and his son. Now, one would suppose that Boris here, the the, yes. the, the auteur, the narrator, by his voice, I would have thought he was Dracula or a vampire. Now, yes, fine that he's, he's doing not. He's, he's a mad scientist, perhaps, because he's working in his lab, of course. But he's doing kind of a, a, a Boris whatever voice, yeah, right? The, yeah, the, yeah. I can't remember the name. Um, Boris so, Karloff. 
Yes. So the scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Igor on chains or Igor. Yeah. It hadn't been Mel Brooks yet. (laughs) Yes. Igor on chains backed by his baying hounds. Uh The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker 5. So this is what leads me to believe (laughs) that it is just a dance and not a song. Yeah, because the song hadn't begun yet. Exactly. (laughs) And so so, like this band is coming to accompany a dance basically as opposed to saying here we are going to play the monster mash right but then but then yeah. it says wait 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 i'm wrong because the next line they played the mash they played the monster mash good point the mon- it was a reverse flash they well, played the mash this, on a flash. this feels almost like when we discovered that the <laughs> return of the jedi is a 10 out of 10 <laughs> you're right yeah, we're they really played getting to the, the mash they played the monster okay so first of all okay let me let's take a step back really quick do a flashback here to the beginning he was working in the lab. We're, we're to believe right. that this is a Frankenstein, a Dr. Frankenstein. Yes, a Dr. Frankenstein situation. Because for his monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly to his surprise, the monster began dancing, is what we are to yes. believe. We which, are which, not to believe that any music was playing. No, it seems that the monster <laughs> just got up off his slab and began to dance. Uh-huh. And then when everyone else joined in, there's still not music. Correct. They're just doing the mesh. <laughs> it's not until the Crypt Kicker 5 yeah. arrives yeah. that music happens. Yes, that's right. Okay, so um, let's see. Uh, out from his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? Now, it's now the mash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. So the Transylvania twist, once again, we don't know if it's a song or a dance. Sounds an awful lot like a dance, though, like the it twist. It does, like the twist. <laughs> so, but it is no longer, it is now the mash. The new cool thing <laughs> is the mash. It's the monster mash. Right. Which, um, that's, I, I want to say that that's sort of like a commentary on just like life and fashion and what's cool yes. in general. You know, like, we're right now in that cycle where things from like mid-century are cool and like the sort of pastel colors from the 80s are cool. Ben Fold's and, um, uh, autobiography I just read recently has like a, a, talks a lot about that. He, he actually says how in the 90s when Ben Fold's 5 was starting, they were not far away enough from things like pop music on a piano like Billy right. Joel and Elton John to be when it came back around to being cool again. They were like in between when piano pop was cool. Yes. So yes. that's why they were kind of this weird culty indie band that like enough people were like, actually, yeah, that is cool. But like the mainstream was like, I don't think so. I think angry and grunge is cool right now. Yes. So Only this guitars. Is is Dracula going? You know, Dracula's immortal, famously. And, and he's he old. Had this this thing from back in his day, and he's like, oh, these kids today. What, mm-hmm. They aren't even doing the Transylvania twist anymore. And they're like, well, we're doing some version of it. It's now the mash. And so, but now, so, okay, to, to continue. Yes, yes, Now yes, everything's yes. cool. Drax's a part of the band. Okay, so he's in and my And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, for you, the living, this mash was meant to. So it's not just for monsters, it's for us. <laughs> also a fun grammar. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Mm-hmm. So we are to understand that we are invited to this party. Yeah. Uh, Boris seems to be also a human. I would um, believe that Boris is the host of the party, though, yes? Yes, Boris is the host say, of the party. tell them Boris invited you. I think Boris Since you is makes the it one. feel like Boris was at a different party and said, oh, go check out that party. Right. Well, well so it makes it seem like. So Boris is the one singing, right? We can agree yes, on that. Yes, yes, he's, yes. He's the one. He's the Frankenstein in the situation. Yeah, right. So Boris, tell him Boris sent you is like he's not answering the door because he's probably working in the lab late one night. Sure. But the mash is going on, and all these other monsters are there. Yeah. So they're okay, like, so, "Okay, do you, are you rang? What would you like?" And you're like, "Oh, oh, oh! Boris sent me. Boris sent me." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, come on in." What, what so you I would think, really say is like, "Oh, I'm friends with Boris." Right. <laughs> So I think from this textual analysis, we can, I think we can say with certainty that it is both, I think it was first a dance and then the Crypt Kicker 5 uh, uh, made it into a song as yeah, well. Yeah. So it is both of them. Yeah. Do you think the Crypt Kicker 5 are collectively singing a song that sounds like this song? No. I think that this is a song 
about I think you're right. It's like tribute by Tenacious D. Right. It is a song about a song, and we don't actually know what the Monster Mash sounds like. Now, um, um, I want to just look really quick. Okay, so Monster Mash from 1962, the album is called Monster Mash, um, and there's a bunch of other like fucking spooky, scary songs on it. The artists that are credited are Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Yes. So. Wait. So there, <laughs> he wrote himself into his own song. He is in his own song, as are the Crypt Kicker Five, and, and his band was the Crypt Kickers. So I'm thinking either it's one of those things where, like, you know, like the, the trend right now of... um like the Pete Holmes TV show or any any yes. TV show of a comedian where it's like sort of autobiographical. Right. Like it's maybe like a, the yeah. Crypt Kickers are his actual band, but like he sort of changed the detail in the fictional song to the Crypt Kicker 5. And, well, and also, maybe the song had the same backbeat, but not the same structure or... Yeah. Oh, and we should um, also finish the song. They do the chorus one more time and then there's like dialogue, <laughs> which includes mash good... Easy, Igor, you impetuous young boy. Mash good, grr. <laughs> Which is also strange, right? Because, like, Igor is not... Like, mash good sounds, yeah, like, sounds a like Frankenstein the monster thing, would right? Say. The monster yeah. say, but it's, it's strange. Okay. The monster from his slab began to say mash good. <laughs> so 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 we, we figured out that mystery. We're certain it's um, a dance. We are certain, dance. certain there is a song. The dance came before song. the song, and the song yes. is maybe not this song. <laughs> So, so some things. So, so, so to bring it to Star Wars. <laughs> first off, Wolfman. Wolf. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. And then second, there are sequels to this song. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got the Monsters Holiday, which is the Christmas version. Yes. You've got the Monster Rap. rap yeah, rap for me, Daddy. <laughs> You've got the movie musical based on this song. What? Yes, and then you've got the Monster Slash. Which was a anti George Bush uh, campaign song about uh, his how bad his environmental policies. Oh my were. god! There's also um, that Will Smith song "Nightmare on My Street," which mm. is not a Monster Mash, but I just remembered that that is also a Halloween song. <laughs> um, oh, okay, yes. Um, so, so there is a whole sort of universe surrounding this. Uh, 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 song and it has sequels yes and so the monster mash is a 1995 musical comedy horror film written and directed by joel cohen huh uh not of the cohen brothers sorry oh. uh but he did write toy story <laughs> he did help write toy story so that's crazy what? yeah strange strange very strange uh weird weird uh, that's all I'm going to say. Um, I wrote a couple Star Wars-y things. One is this song, first of all, it has five verses and a bridge. They're short verses, but I would call that, given that we learn new information and the, the sort of arc sort of changes at each time, I would call that a five-act structure, which if this were I how Shakespeare agree. is it, that's mm. a resounding uh, affirmative. Verily. Very, how very how very um but star wars is very famously the typical hollywood three act structure right um the other thing i wrote down was there's clunky dialogue <laughs> right there at the end mash good easy igor you impetuous young boy mash good girl <laughs> you know also i mean i want to say like you said earlier foley you have sound effects yes, i sound think effects also is like big. I think so. We got practical effects, right, yep. with the sound effects, and also like uh, a bunch of colorful characters for That's sure. True. Yeah, this is a very like cantina scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say that obviously a thing we say about Star Wars is that it has great music. Now, this is only one song, so it, it it's a pass fail. I would say, is it great music or is it not? I would say this this song fucking fucks. Yeah, this song slaps. It I rules. think this, I think the music of the song is truly good. We we just watched Rocky Horror Show, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, rather uh, over the weekend, which would be another fun one to do some Halloween. Oh, that would be fun. Um, and like it's similar. Like that movie's kind of a mess, and it's like funny and pervy and like culty, obviously. But like if like I just listen to that soundtrack sometimes because yeah. the music just like rules, and I would like. 
I have to be in a very specific mood if it's not a Halloween party to listen to Monster Mash. But oh, I sure. would listen to Monster Mash because I think the, the song is good. The 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 uh, uh the piano is cool. It's yeah. doing like the dun 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 dun. Yes, dun, dun, dun. it's like very like fifties like, rock and roll. Yes. Like, yeah. It's a throwback. It is, and, and you know, I could, I would say maybe this is sort of a pastiche, uh, a little bit, yeah, because it, it is taking some, it is taking a, a musical sensibility of the previous decade yeah. in a way. It's doing and, its and, own like some of its parts things too, because it's not only yeah. doing a musical pastiche, but it's also saying like, hey, all those classic monsters from like the '30s, like mm-hmm. the Mummy and the Wolfman and the Dracula and everything. Like, I want to use those influences on my art. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh, it's also the uh, oh I, I lost my train of thought I can't remember what I was gonna say, but it, uh, yeah the music is good oh yes the harmonies the background oh. uh, singers is very fun yes. he's doing a impression of uh, the Boris last name I can't remember Carlos? again Karloff thank you and it's funny but he's like speak singing the whole thing but it works it's good it yeah. definitely slaps that's a good point I I like don't in general love speak singing like i i get the artistry to like the william shatner like spoken word thing right, like the leonard cohen kind yeah, of yeah but stuff. like I, I i i need i forget who said this but someone was quoted as saying something like um lyrics are what trick people into listening to music or something like that yeah, some yeah. some version of that and and i similarly i need just like i i'm not really a lyric person i I I can Need go. A tune. I have my like some of my like very favorite songs are songs that I could like sing you every word. I don't know what they're about because I don't like listen no. to the story or the meaning That's, because I'm not really yes. good at that. I can hear, I can hear the like third harmony. Like mm-hmm. there's if there's like a harmony if there's like the main singer and then like the the bass player doing a harmony if like the drummer ever has a third harmony I can hear that like my first time listening to the song but like yeah. I don't know what a song is about I I couldn't tell you what truly some of my favorite songs are about but um That's... regardless like the I usually need at least sung words yeah and and this doesn't have sung words except for the is... chorus and I am still like involved and invested. <laughs> Two things. Well, what's interesting about the song is it is speaks. It does. It is spoke sung. Mm-hmm. Sp- speak sung. Wow, spoke that's weird. sung. <laughs> but he, his voice is so melodic the uh-huh. whole time <laughs> that it, it almost yeah, it almost tricks you into yeah. a melody, right? Like you probably could actually notate it because he's like Dracula and his son. Like yeah, there's right. a melody there, right? Yeah. Second thing, it's interesting you, you say that because um, Get a uh, Charlie and I, Charlie and I were talking about this recently because. Um, we, she's a big Taylor Swift fan. I don't like Taylor Swift normally, uh, mm-hmm. or as much respect her as a musician, as a person, she's gone through a lot, whatever. Uh, just her music doesn't vibe with me normally, but folklore, the most recent one, uh, I liked, we listened to it a lot together and Charlie, like Charlie is a person who has to understand what each song is about. Mm. And so she li- sits there and listens to the words and is like, what's this about? What do you think it's about? And I'm like, I don't know. And I also don't really care. I just like the artistry of it i like the the lyrics the are sound. another instrument like yeah the lyrics and the words are an uh, uh, a part of the, the melody mix. or yeah. the harmonies and it's all one thing to me it's like it's, it's another instrument right and so like I, I was realizing that when having this conversation with her where i was like yeah i don't know if i know what songs are about all the time and i also don't need to know what they're about to enjoy them yeah i'm but, like, so happy to hear to that because i'm i'm exactly that way and i feel like I, in fact, I feel like we've even had this conversation, not you and me, but Caitlin and I have had this conversation before of, I wonder what the breakdown is of people who either immediately know what a song is about or like listen to it enough times to learn what it's about versus people like what you and I are both talking about where it's like, I could hear a song a hundred times and fall in love with it, but not know a single like m- message of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I wonder if it's something like 50 50 or if it's something more like most people want to know the words and what they mean. Um, it, I, I don't is. know. But we were talking about um, we were talking about bare naked ladies just this past yes. like like yesterday, in fact. And I was saying like we were talking about the message in their songs and like their sort of attitude. And I was like, they're kind of like funny and weird and like comedy almost. And Caitlin said something about them being almost like um like sad and like kind of emotional and having like kind of um like a uh like talking about like how people are awful sort of and i was like 
whoa, I haven't ever gotten that. And then I thought more about lyrics and I was like, oh, you know what is doing it to me? The sound and like like the major poppiness of it as well as just his voice is kind of like poppy yeah. and like in a weird like almost operatic way he's just like he seems like he's happy and that like yeah. undermines the songs having any like melancholy or like yes. uh, ennui to them for me that doesn't mean they it, don't you know like semi-charmed life by third eye blind is a similar thing that it's like about like drugs and sex and but it's like the most bouncy like 1950s rock and roll song well it, it, and it's it's to those songs credit because it, it tricks you into thinking it's happy mm-hmm, and then when mm-hmm. you realize it's like there's more to it there's more depth there and yeah. you're like oh that's interesting and I think that's like, uh, uh, you know, some musicals that I really enjoy do that, where mm. the, mu- the music tricks you into thinking it's simple, but then, like, you look into it and you realize that it's actually very complicated. And pop music in general does that, right? Like, pop music is very good at being, like, it's all happy and fun and whatever. Yeah. And then, like, when you start breaking it down, you're like, oh, this is more complicated than I thought. And I think, like, one of the reasons I liked Folklore over versus Taylor Swift's other albums is because... On her, a lot of times on her songs are very personal, and it's literally her being like, "I'm mad at this specific person, yeah. and I know who it is because she's famous, right? And I and I know too much about the song, yeah, about, about what it it's about, <laughs> and that ruins it for me exactly. And so, like on folklore, it's it's all metaphorical and allegory, or whatever, yeah. and that that separation yeah. allowed me to listen to it and not have to worry like, oh, she's talking about Tom Hiddleston or whatever. Like right. that made me enjoy it. <laughs> Whereas before I was like, I can't enjoy this because I know that she's just like talking about, you know, Harry Katy Styles. Perry or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, this we got into some interesting we musical did. I know. analysis, now didn't I, we? Now <laughs> I want to do songs all the time. So like I we can go to the break soon. But I uh, talking about semi charm life that and um, Love Shack. I, I realize that's like a silly song. Love it's, Shack, it's, baby. <laughs> it's almost at the level of Monster Mash of like novelty song. But um, those two, as well as um, the new radicals, you get what you give. Those mm-hmm. three are like my go-tos when people ask me what my favorite song is. I realize that Love Shack being in one of the three is like a pretty silly answer. But the reason behind it is they, if if you had to pay in the way that like iTunes was, you know, 10 yeah. years ago, if you had to pay 99 cents for a song, you get the most for your money with those songs <laughs> because they throw different ideas at you like three quarters of the way through the song, you know, there's a breakdown of Love Shack and then all of a sudden there's like, I can't hear you. (laughs) And I've always wanted to do like a TED talk on why I think Love Shack is the best song in the world. Maybe we just have to do more songs on this show. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm okay with it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's, let's jump to the break and then we'll come back and play a game. (laughs) Okay. And we're Drac. I I love it. You love. He's only ever called Drac. Oh no, he's called Dracula once, but he's right. called Drac twice. Yeah, it's like are they friends? Yeah, I, probably. Presumably. I mean, he came to his party. That's true. With Wolfman and of course his own son. It's true. His own he brought his own son, which seems dangerous, but then I guess he is a vampire as well. So he probably has his own powers. <laughs> Speaking of vampires and their own powers, um welcome Uh-oh. to I have the game today. So welcome to the Monster Mash Hack and Slash Bash. <laughs> so Mike you have been invited to the Monster Mash because it is also oh, for the yes. you, it is also for the living, right? I'm not kidding. Right before we started this, I want I was going to say I wish I could like go to this party and see what it is like. <laughs> well, this is exciting because you get to go to the party, right? You're there. You're invited. You get to go into this large estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in this sort of grand banquet hall. Okay. Mm. So here's the thing, though, Mike. These are monsters. All right. Uh, They're dangerous. Okay. And you're just a living human person. So in the Monster Mash. I'm me. You are you. In the the (laughs) Monster Mash hack and slash bash, you're going to have to tell me how you will defend yourself against and dispose of all these monsters. Okay. (laughs) You can use anything at your disposal in this giant estate. Uh-huh. All right, so in it, you are in this large banquet hall. There is a large table with silverware and platters and food, uh-huh. all sorts of stuff. 
Um, there's sure. a large roaring fireplace. You've got firewood, um, kindling. There's an axe that they use to chop the firewood. The poker. The poker. Yes. Okay. You've got uh the uh, uh there's a coat of arms uh, above the oh. mantle with two okay. real swords in it. Okay. Um. So just that's just some stuff that you'd see as weapons occasionally. Sure. You know, right out of the gate. So. Any suits of armor? Uh, there's a suit of armor, yes. Two of okay, them on okay. the other side. Scooby-Doo right. is inside of it. Um, <laughs> is so, he telling me which way the the mystery gang went? Yeah, he's going <laughs> that way. Um, so the part By the is, way, Scooby-Doo, where are you? The very original Scooby-Doo, the first two seasons, If I don't know how many there ever were, but there are two seasons on HBO Max, and I watched like four episodes this past weekend working on toys. <laughs> amazing. I need to get that because there's so many shows I want to watch. Anyway, yeah. on that. So part of this game is a quiz to see if you know how to kill uh, these classic monsters. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and if you do, then you have to tell me how to do it, right? Okay, uh, so okay, we'll see okay. if you survive. Okay, first things first, Mike. First things first, I'm I'll the eat realist. your brain. Uh, <laughs> That's a different monster song. It's true. So the vampires in the master bedroom have come out. <laughs> and they see you, a living person, and they want to eat you. So, Mike, how would you kill these vampires? Well, I will say I know that they are not hungry because if they were in the master bedroom, <laughs> I'm aware that that is where the vampires feast. It's true. <laughs> um, but, okay. Um, they want to save I, you for later. Okay, so vampires, you can't kill them unless you invite them to be killed. <laughs> is uh, that right? <laughs> um, yeah. I... Um, I love I that, that idea because it's like <laughs> technically you would be just in the process of killing someone you would be inviting them to be killed. Yes. Like, but they would invite you to die. I guess it's like, do they accept the invitation? Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. So, um. Well. Uh, okay. Let me ask this. Okay. Are they concerned with their own appearance? No. Oh, they aren't. Okay. I was wondering if they were concerned with their appearance. If I tried to show them their reflection in a mirror, of course they would not see themselves and then they would be so distraught that they die. Right, right, right. But I think you kill a vampire. You, you, can, you can keep them away with garlic. Is there any garlic on the table? There is large cloves of garlic ah, on the table. Good. So I'm going to just keep that on my person. My guess is that gives me a radius of yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't kill them, I don't think, right? It doesn't kill them. Um, so can that be my stopgap for now? Yes. So you have not okay. <laughs> killed these vampires, but you have stopped them. So good, good okay. job. You're, you, uh, <laughs> you have no injuries so far. Okay, cool. All cool. right. So next we have, next on the docket, we've got the ghouls. They all came <laughs> from the humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. So these are ghouls, right? And ghouls are an actual kind of monster. Yeah, shit. Uh, and they I... are from, uh, 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 they are normally sort of weird ghost slash zombie kind of things. Mostly right. from- Right, I feel like they have some corporealness. Yes, and they are mostly okay. from more Middle Eastern traditions. But tell me, how would you dispatch hmm. these ghouls? Because they are coming up to you and they're looking a little aggressive. Um... I want to know, and this might just be a question I ask, or it might be something I attempt on them. Okay. Um, if if things just pass through them. Okay, sure. What like do you want a ghost. What, what do you want to try? Are they solid? So I'm gonna grab that fire poker. Okay. And just kind of like ram at them or swipe at them. I'm I'm wondering, are they like the twins from the Matrix sequels, where they are solid until they want to not be solid? Well, so 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 you swipe. You swipe slash poke at one of them, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, you see that you swipe slash poke, poke, and you do it very hard, and it falls to the ground, not moving. Oh dear. Okay. And it looks dead. Okay, but it did already. <laughs> well, it looked. It was. It was ambulating, <laughs> and now it's not. Uh, oh, I see. So you seem it's to prone. Have, <laughs> you seem to have dispatched these. Uh, I'll, I'll say you've dispatched the ghouls in general okay. because okay. you uh, swiped at them with this poker. Now, oh, to, to, to tell everybody, Mike lucked out just now because apparently the way to kill a ghoul is you can you have to kill it in one hit, swipe like one single strike of a sword because if you hit it again more than once, it pops back up and, and is still alive. So you have to kill it with one hit, apparently. It's like the pen bomb in GoldenEye. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> you, it's exactly. You click it three times and it's, it's armed. If you click it another three times, it's not armed. It's exactly like that. Okay, so now and here's these zombies over there just clicking it away. Oh, horse go nuts. So now you've got the zombies. They're having fun. So how uh-huh. are you going to get these zombies? Okay, you gotta uh, get the brain out of the zombie. You gotta get the brain. You gotta get the brain. Um, I presume I still have this poker. You have this poker, yeah. Uh, how many zombies I bar- are we talking? I barely even know her. We'll just say <laughs> one because okay. uh, I don't want you to have to fight more than one. I mean, like, it's... I feel like I, this is going to become sort of my, like, Super Smash, like, go-to character is this poker. Like, my weapon <laughs> of choice. Because, like, I feel like a poker through the brain works. Um, okay. So, I'm going to do... Um, I'm glad I don't have to, like, roll for dexterity. <laughs> no, you can just do it if you I'm want. I'm going to say the, like, end, the sharpest. So, like, the poker kind of has, like, the little yeah, curvy yeah. part up. I'm going to aim the very end point straight through, like, the temple, or the the, the, okay. the center, rather, of the forehead of the zombie. So you do that, mm-hmm. and the zombie is stopped for a second, but then keeps coming at you. Uh-oh. And you are bitten. I'm so oh, sorry, dear. Mike. You're bitten by a zombie. That's your first injury. Um, and now I'm basically a Republican who refuses <laughs> to wear a mask. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to endanger everyone else knowing that I have going, am going to become a zombie. <laughs> So here's the thing, Mike. You you fell you fell victim to going with the movie zombies as opposed to the classic zombies from different parts of the world uh. that are that are corpses that are brought back. So you could have killed it by if you had beheaded it, uh, then maybe burned the body and thrown the ashes away so it can't come back. Yikes. That would have worked. Okay. Or if you could have gotten it back into its original grave, that could have worked. There's a lot of different ways to kill different know. zombies depending on the culture they're from. But uh, the movie zombies were the ones that invented the whole, like, get rid of the brain thing. Got it. All right, so g- guess who else is here? Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. They're all coming <laughs> at you at once. First Wolfman, what are you going to do? Okay, we. Uh, I look around for a revolver. <laughs> oh, there's one on the table. <laughs> okay, and I open up the chambers and I see if there's any bullets in it. You are. Uh, there are bullets. And what color are they? <laughs> They're silver. <laughs> okay. Um, I chug real quick a Coors Light, a silver bullet, uh-huh. and I uh, I fire the silver bullet at the Wolfman. You do. Uh, you you nail him right in the heart, and <laughs> he is dead. So yes. apparently. A wolfman versus a werewolf is is interesting because werewolves oh. were were humans that turned into wolves. Sure. And wolfman and the sort of modern idea of a werewolf was also not invented until Hollywood because they didn't have a way to make a human look like an actual wolf, and so they did the whole half human half wolf thing. Ah, uh, yes. But he so he is a a bipedal wolf as yes. opposed to a human who okay. He is a human-wolf hybrid that is a monster. And if you get silver into his heart, his heart will stop beating. Yes. Apparently, you can also kill werewolves just by, like, just normal killing ways. It's just very hard. Because, <laughs> like, the stuff I was looking up was like, yeah, if you just, like, shoot him a like, lot. Drown or, like, him. <laughs> slash him a lot. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, beat him up a lot. Okay. But it's, like, hard. So you picked the easiest way. Congratulations. Uh-huh. But now there's Dracula. Yeah, I'm, I'm presuming that my clothes of garlic are keeping him a little bit at They're arm's keeping length. him away. Okay. But he's coming at you, and he's a little more stronger than those other vampires. So, so how are you going to take him out? I'm going to utilize this, this garlic radius that I have to buy myself some time. I'm going to go over to the fireplace. Okay. I'm going to get that axe that you mentioned that they used to chop down the wood, and I'm going to chop up a, a little splinter of a log into a Love wooden it. stake. Great. Um, I might need the help of like a steak knife from the table or one of those coat of arms swords to like whittle yep. it further. Yep. Great. I am Ye- going to stab that into Dracula's heart, but I do need to know. Uh, obviously, his actual age is going to be a question because vampires and their age and all that. But is the son? Does the son look like a little kid? No, he's a grown up. Oh, okay, then I do the same thing to him. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> So you stab Dracula uh-huh. uh, in the heart with a stake, which is effective, and okay. Dracula turns into dust. Oh. But it, this what's interesting is that in the book Dracula, whenever he was dispatched, it was a stake through the heart, and then no, no, it was a sl- knife through the throat and a uh, knife through the heart that killed him. Mm. No stakes involved. Very strange. Um, and then his son, whose name is Alucard. 
Mm. Uh, he tells you that as he dies. Um, or no, he tells you that as you stab him. And then you realize that Alucard is Dracula backwards. Oh. And that's so stupid that you uh, <laughs> take damage somehow. Uh-huh. No, you don't. You already got bit. But he doesn't die from the stake. Uh-oh. Okay, um, I, I really quickly, I look at the table to see what food was being served. Was there any steak? Uh, yes. I grab a steak. Okay. And I shove that into the hole that I made with the other steak, S-T-A-K-E, and I okay. shove the S-T-E-A-K into that hole. Okay, that uh, makes him very uncomfortable, but he's still not dead. <laughs> okay, I'm sure that's bad for your cholesterol. But you know what? He's going to gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna back off from the... That was funny. He's going to back <laughs> off... <laughs> Man, I really miss being around comedians all the time where that is like a thing that you would hear like oh yeah that was funny (laughs) that was funny that was funny um (laughs) he's gonna back off from you because of the garlic so next person on the list and this might get a little interesting uh uh, there's igor and his hounds okay so how are you gonna take them Uh, out they're coming at you i take the stake back out of the stake hole and i toss it so that the hounds uh chase after it they are completely distracted. Yes. They no longer care about you. They just want the steak. Um, and then Igor, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of what might be effective. I think I have a hunch. <laughs> okay. That was pretty good. I say that to him just to sort of make fun of him and body shame him. <laughs> yeah, he, he is he is one of the hunchbacked Igors. Uh-huh. And he, he actually looks at me and says, that was pretty good. I That was a good one. <laughs> That was funny. Yeah, he says that was funny. <laughs> um, and he actually, and then, and then he says to you, "I'm actually just a normal person uh, and human being, um, <laughs> and I have the normal strengths and weaknesses yeah, of a human it. being." Do I still have that gun? <laughs> yeah, you still have a gun. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna shoot Igor. <laughs> okay, great. Igor's gone. <laughs> he was a bad person, though, for sure. So don't feel too bad. <laughs> um, so then you've got. I am so sorry about this, but you do the the Crypt Kicker Five is here now. Oh bummer! And they're have they been just... playing the soundtrack this whole time? Yeah, they've they've been playing the whole time. Okay, sort of like in like Kill Bill or uh, movies like that, where there's like mm-hmm. a poppy soundtrack to like a big death scene. Exactly. Um. Okay. But so they're I there and they're playing. Take care of them. And uh, um, yeah. I. Boy, oh boy. Um, I'm gonna get their bass player into heroin. Oh. And it's going to just the completely long game. <laughs> break up their band. It's going to make things really awful for them. Yeah. What, someone's going to try to go solo, I reckon, and then like no one's going to have the success they had with with the Monster Mash. As soon as you as soon as you get that bass player uh <laughs> sh- shot up with some heroin, <laughs> the band just immediately stops. They look at each other, they say it used to be about the music. Yeah. I don't even know what it's about anymore. They leave. The song is no longer playing, but everyone is still dancing. Well, everyone uh-huh. who's alive anyway. Because guess who's next? The host himself, Boris. Oh, no. Yeah, by the way, who's the monster here? I've oh, just you been slaughtering yeah, these people. True. Hey, Mike. Who were just having deep. a party. That's deep. Well, they were going to try to hurt you. Um, okay. They were, they were monsters, and they would have eaten you. So oh, just, okay. you well, just so you know. Okay, so Boris... How zombified am I at this point? Oh, you are you are gangrenous. You're like you're like you're am I at turning. a level where I could just bite someone else and that that oh, dispatches them? Uh, well, so if we're going with my earlier rules, uh-huh. then technically you would not be turned into a zombie from a zombie bite. If we're going with these oh, old older mythological they just get, zombies, like sick. Yeah, you would just get hurt real bad oh. and and maybe die. So you because the, the, those zombies just are dead bodies brought back to life as opposed to a virus that that lets it travel More like in fury. Yes. From that that riveting set of stories that were just passed down through generations and did not have an author. Uh, yes, exactly. Um, um, Boris. Let's see. Which which to make things worse, the monster is right next to Boris. 
And, oh, and Boris's monster. Boris's monster, uh-huh. which is a Frank. It is a. It is a, <laughs> it is a Frankenstein. Um, technically, it's Boris's monster. <laughs> yeah, it is a Frankenstein. There, I, have you ever played a Betrayal at the House on the Hill? I have. In yeah. fact, I've been thinking about it while we've been playing this game. There's, <laughs> there's one of the situations where it essentially is a you know it's a Frankenstein's monster. But like uh-huh. I, my favorite thing is whoever is the traitor on that. It just becomes their monster. So it's like, oh, this is Missy's monster. Oh, that's funny. This is uh, Vanessa's monster. This is the Mike Robbins. <laughs> this is the Mike Robbins. But it's just a Frankenstein. So you've got uh, a Frankenstein uh, and a, a human Boris who okay. are right there. Um, uh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I'm going to guess, given the sort of decor... Mm-hmm. That there might be wall-hung torches. Oh, you better believe it. Well, and of course there's the fireplace. I guess yeah. I knew that already. I'm definitely going to grab a torch and go back, 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 you beast, to oh. Boris. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the real monster. Uh, no, I will do that too. Um, from his slab, he began to rise, that monster. Well, so you've lucked out because he's afraid of fire and also... Uh-huh. Uh, this is what's interesting is no one knows how to kill a Frankenstein because it's just a made up thing, right? It doesn't come from any Because all these other things are real. <laughs> well, 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 so this this it came from a fictional book, right? Instead of uh-huh. uh myth mythological lore being passed down through generations, I right? I see, yeah. So so like the so the Frankenstein was invented whole cloth. Um so no one there's not there's not like rules <laughs> of how to kill a Frankenstein's monster. Uh-huh. There's not like weaknesses. Yeah. But in the book You just have to like set him adrift on a raft or yeah. something. <laughs> in the book, he, after he sees that his that the person who made him is dead, the Frankenstein's monster, which I'm just gonna uh-huh. call a Frankenstein because I yeah. like calling it that and it's funny. Yeah. The Frankenstein says that he's gonna go to the North Pole and set himself on fire and kill himself. Yeah. So it seems that he believes he could be killed through burning, which I think means that you have su- successfully dispatched this this Frankenstein, uh, which means you're just left with a crazy scientist. Boy, oh boy. Okay, let's see. I was working in the lab late one night. I was trying to think of like what I know about Boris. He's a worker. You know, he's a workaholic. Yes, but he also he tells me. Uh, effectively, ostensibly, and me and anybody else listening to his song to say to whoever answers the door that Boris sent you. So he seems congenial. Yes, he seems inviting. Yeah, he's he's looking around in in shock and horror at the bloodbath around him. Can I gauge that he is a threat to me though? Like all these other creatures, he also seems like a normal human person with normal human strengths and weaknesses. But with the motive of doing harm unto me, no, he seems mostly sad that his monster has died. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Hmm. Okay. I I I drop the revolver. Okay. I drop the torch. I drop the fire poker. I'm holding all these things like <laughs> like like a like a video game guy. Yeah. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Um I we both just stand there and I just look at him and then I say clean up this mess. Get your shit together. And then I walk out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh, do you still have the garlic on you? I do. <laughs> okay, great. So as you walk out the door, the vampire. Oh, and wait, wait. I, I grab one of the stakes from the table and I go, I'm fucking taking this. <laughs> and I just have it in my hands. Uh, is it an S-T-E-A-K? S-T-E-A-K, Okay, yes. great. So as you're walking out, the vampires you didn't kill try to get you, but you're still wearing the garlic, so you escape <laughs> with only one zombie bite. So honestly, Mike, very good job. Hey. You, that was- uh, And you, a steak. And a steak. <laughs> and you let one of the humans live and yeah. all the band members live. And you yeah. dispatched most of the dangerous monsters. Um, Do you think those events are what inspired Boris to write Monster Mash? Like he was in such a dark place, and he was like, "Let me fictionalize oh. this story as like yeah. a big party." It's like Life of Pi. Whenever it's like, "Oh, yeah, was there actually a tiger, or was there cannibals?" And it's like, "I hope it was a tiger." I didn't ever see that or read it, and I don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, maybe Is it sort of like Chicago, the e- musical movie. Yeah. <laughs> or that awful movie Sucker Punch. Not like it's like what is going on actually? I had to explain Mike, thank you so much Should for bringing up. Should we just uh real quick do an episode on Sucker Punch? Thank you so much for bringing up Sucker Punch because I had to explain. <laughs> so I I loved Sucker Punch when it came out because like I was that target demo because it was yeah. like Zack Snyder and it was like hot girls and it was like <laughs> 
it was quote like unquote sepia. deep <laughs> like it yeah and cool action and like i loved it and then it wasn't until years later that i looked back and i was like that was really stupid yeah but i had to explain sucker punch to charlie <laughs> and it was it made me ashamed of myself <laughs> and also like uh of mankind because I was trying to explain to her who Zack Snyder was because of the Snyder <laughs> cut with, with Justice League and everything. Uh-huh. And I was trying to explain to her why it wasn't going to be good. Because she doesn't care or know about any of this stuff. Because she's right. like, you know, a cool, normal person. Yeah, who has and, like interests and like beliefs. <laughs> right. And like is not just like, you know, her personality isn't based on a movie that was bad. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, then I had to explain Sucker Punch and I was like, oh God, it wasn't, he wasn't good. He hasn't made a good movie in a long time. So why would this be good? So anyway. That, th- but that was the Monster Mash hack and movie slash since bash. Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, listen, Sucker Punch was his last good one, and I will <laughs> die on this hill. Oh it's God. a masterpiece. Movie um, is wild. It's it's so dumb. Isn't uh, John Hamm in it? Yeah, I think he is. He is in it, and so is Oscar Isaac's. Oh my God, Isaac, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, when he was a young buck. <sighs> And Vanessa Hudgens, High School Musical. Yeah, right. So let's see. We've talked a lot about the Monster Mash and a little bit about how Star Wars it is. I feel like it's not very Star Wars because it is just a like three minute long song. Yeah, right. I the only things I have that are like working for it, which one even isn't, is five act structure, which it, Star Wars is more like a three. It's got weird clunky dialogue at the end. Yeah. It's got great sound effects, and it is great music. Yes, and I, I will throw in sequels. Uh, it has sequels. Yes, it has. And it's it like is, a franchise. It is a franchise in a way. But I'm going to say like, auteur. Yes, yes, a singular vision. Yeah. But I'm going to say it is still probably pretty low on this scale. I'm trying to think. Let me look. Oh, and, and the influences. It's, it's doing oh, yes, the yes, sort yes, of yes. like doo-woppy 50s rock and roll plus the like classic movie monsters. For sure, for sure. Plus uh, the nightmare, the night, the night before Christmas poem structure. <laughs> yes. It's, it's combining a lot of things. I think for my unit of measure... It's go- mine is going to be Dracula and his son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, are you also my, looking? Are you also my, looking at the lyrics? Because I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> my. I think my unit of measure, I'm debating between impetuous young boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm going to do that. That's like too obscure. Um, Mine is going to be Boris's electrodes. (laughs) I love it. That has always been a line that, like, like tonight we've like read the lyrics because, like, we've had to. But like, that's always been a line that sticks out, especially coming from a person who's like lyrics don't like always hit or like I don't they don't always like make a lasting impression on me. I've always known and have been ready to say, "Get a jolt from my electrodes." <laughs> well, I'm gonna give it a two because it's Dracula and his son. <laughs> Um, okay, we're talking about how Star Wars it is, not yeah, how good yeah, yeah. it is, right? Yeah, yeah, how Star Wars it is. Um, okay, how many jolts from his electrodes? I'm thinking, gosh, two feels low, but also this is a novelty Halloween song from the <laughs> 60s. <laughs> so, you know what's crazy is that the Monster Mash is older than Star Wars. It is, by like, like a by long a, shot. By a lot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it can't be referencing Star Wars in any way on purpose. No. Um, that's not necessarily what the show is about. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say, gosh, I, I because I don't feel good about a two, I'm going to say a two and a half electrodes. All right, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so that's like two electrodes and one vault orb. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. I love that. Well, there you have it, folks. Our there first song. You have it. Yeah. I... That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, we might just need to start doing a song podcast. Yeah, this is our new. We we are. This is our backdoor pilot into only yeah, reviewing just songs. Like Mike and Josiah talk about a, a single song for an hour. Um. Well, let's see. Do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, oh, you know what? Yeah. Because if you do, you can find How us Star Wars at is it? How Star Wars is it on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, the Instagram, we I try to post sometimes. I've been really bad about posting on Twitter, both from my own Twitter and the show. But um, the Instagram I think I is good. Today. Yeah, like the Instagram is where it's at. But kids. <laughs> hey, kids, Instagram is <laughs> where it's at. Facebook is over. And yeah. Twitter is, it, it, it rewards very funny, quippy people who post a lot. And we are not bad. No, we're not. <laughs> but we Instagram, have a consistent every schedule. every so often, I'll post a picture of the thing we're talking about and then be like, listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. And uh, speaking of fun Instagram, go follow Mike uh, at yeah. Rule Follower Toys for sure. Rule Follower Toys and Word Gospel Zero Nine is my Instagram as well as my YouTube account. I have a recent toy video on there, and I do hope to do some more soon. Um, I have like three different ideas in my head, and a couple of them I've already sort of started planning. So hopefully, I will have new YouTube videos. I wouldn't say before the end of the year because they are a pain in the ass to make <laughs> but i will have them up before say this time next year <laughs> yeah hey that's a that's a solid goal <laughs> yeah um you can find me at josiah.biz and my website is josiahrobinson.biz i got an audiobook out and another one coming out or maybe it's already out i don't know when it's gonna release because i'm not involved in those decisions you gotta get the code you gotta get the code um, I think that's kind of everything. I'm, I don't Leave really... Leave us a review, if you yes. would, please. I know we asked that last week. Um, I want to keep remembering to try to ask that more because I, I know it does help, apparently. Um, yeah, leave a five-star review. review. <laughs> do, do, rate it five stars and then leave a review. Tell your friends to listen if you like the show. And if they tell like the show, tell them to keep listening. Steal, keep steal listening. your friends' iPhones. Leave a five-star review on it. Go do a like dinner theater in Alaska and take everybody's phone. Yes, take everyone's <laughs> phones. Make it do five stars. Um, uh, I think, yeah. And check out our forward. t-shirts and shit. Yes. I'm wearing one right now. Hey, should we? <laughs> Uh, look and look forward to some more spooky episodes. Yeah, two more <laughs> spooky in quotes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's everything, right? Yeah. All right. Well, then, like we always say, we, we love, love you, you and may the, the fourth be with you. Hop in my Chrysler, it's as big as a whale, and it's about to set sail. Okay, now I can hear you. What did you say? You'll just have to find that later. <laughs> Fun, exciting surprises.